Welcome to Rise in Mind, everybody. Um, that was I Fight Dragons with a new brain who um, graciously allowed us to use their song for our intro. It couldn't be more fitting. Thank you. Um, so today, close my window like a professional. Here we go. So Mine's wide in, open in like today's episode, We'll be diving into uh, the vibrant world of comic conventions from the perspective of a vendor. Uh, we're going to explore the wisdom of stoicism. We're going to navigate the secrets of success in the convention circuit, delve into the practical applications of stoic philosophy, philosophy. There we go. <laughs> what? He was trying to just say, fuck you. That's how we wanted to start the day. Yeah. Fuck you, chat. Welcome on in to the channel. It's a morning show. Yeah. Good morning. And uh, there are some astonishing absurdities in human nature that I can't wait to uh, to talk about. Um, yeah, it's going to be some good times. Get, you hear that ready. go by? There was a, a truck going by because my window's open. Oh, there goes okay. another one. Get ready. We're rolling in the real world, guys. It's just in a studio. This is CP Sketch here in the Dreamers Arcade in the real <laughs> world with Space Viking 42. We're not fucking around. We got 42s and 32s and 22s and 92s. 1992 is probably when this motherfucker was born, this kid. Because that's numerology. Um, no, we get, work, we get... get Okay, so like, get ready to break ground because we're going to rise above the ordinary gonna rise above the ordinary and expand your mind today's wardrobe is bought to you by the wonderful uh people at i i, I think uh walmart I don't, Wal walmart it's one of my top songs that i listen to these days yeah. uh, uh prof featuring red man uh shout out prof he took, <laughs> took, took, took a while to get going but now he's getting his uh fame he's got this really fucking hilarious song and this is one line i love it he goes, I'm a Walmart motherfucker. I'll admit that. I just love that. Right. <laughs> less action, boys. More, more action, boys. Less chit chat. <laughs> less, less chit chat. That's right. But we're going to exactly. be all about chit chat. And uh, yeah. yeah, shopping at shopping at uh, inexpensive uh, brands. Uh, <laughs> so you can afford to look <laughs> as dope as us. We're doing it for you. We're keeping we're keeping ourselves out of Gucci. We're keeping ourselves cool in affordable yeah, apparel, just for uh, just for you guys because we're a we're a democratic bunch. Uh, we are a channel for all, and uh, you know we're not going to get too too ornate up in this motherfucker. No diamonds are forever, even though we're in the mine. We're not finding diamonds, dude. A lot of coal, bro. We haven't we're found squeezing. diamonds yet. We're looking. We're going. I'm still squeezing that coal. A squeezing that coal. Ready to break ground? Yes, sir. 
Whenever ready. you're ready, let's let's take the shovel and this? take her down. So, CP and I, we we do we do the art. We create sometimes. Uh, I have an example here. This is I was working on this for the con. Uh, it, it's uh, it's quite nice. Uh, I almost finished it. It's it's very good, right? Yes, he is. <laughs> okay. That's what I did. Sorry, one second. I put your window on, on the other screen on the bottom, and I'm like, oh, I can't look down there. My microphone's oh, right there. Away. Well, oh, that's well. that's just two handsome men so early in the morning. Well, thank you for the subscription, Abso. Good morning. Uh, Abso uh, 15 is, months. is out, in the, out in the wild. Yeah, over a year to the, the Viking, uh, the Viking, uh, Ingvar Setonon. Well, Ingvar, Ingvar Sentinel is, is our, our robot, our humble butler. Well, I love the main spin you put on that, man. You, you've been coming up to Maine for too many cons. Ingvar. Ingvar Sentinel. Ingvar. Yeah, I, it's funny. Last year, I did more cons in Maine than in New Hampshire, I think. Yeah, you're going to start talking like that, dude. Abso, did you hear? Did you hear the whole intro, or did CP get cut out? Because I think I was in studio mode, and it was like only my mic was coming through. Yeah, he needs to know all the deets. He's. I do. I'm still dialing. I'm still dialing it in. He's a man of technical uh, specs and expects well, expectations. Okay. I have expectations from these specs. I do have some expectations. Yes. Um, so I'll read I'll redo a bit of the intro for those of you who might be joining us now that we've been up for a couple minutes. Um ACP and I are gonna be talking a bit about conventions, being you know, being vendors at conventions. Um we're gonna delve a little bit into exploring the wisdom that can be found in Stoicism. The breakdown. Abso says, wild. "Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything." So, you want to talk about the the wisdom of stoicism a little bit? Um, not knowing, uh, understanding that you don't know anything is a very big proponent of that. Like, if you understand that you have a lot to learn, then you, that opens you up to actually learning. Um, but I do want to, I want to start with the convention thing. As I was saying, we are both artists. We, we schlep, we schlep, we schlep the wares at the cons. We, we, we take a, a rickety cart and strap our, our art to it. Like a, like poor poppers and walk like. I don't know, a couple hundred feet. Oh, listen to the, the basement of himself. No, I'm just From saying that. a guy that... who brings his shit around in trash bags. Let me tell you something. Here's the thing. I, I am actually coming at it from a romantic point of view of it has not changed. Like Space Viking is romantic, poetic. I never thought. <laughs> it, it, has, it has not changed, though. Like we, Like, I can picture a... A painter from Italy with a cart going up a hill to go paint on the top of the hill, right? And, I, and it's like, it's very little. I don't know. I, I feel like 
Everyone goes straight to Da Vinci time, but let's let's say it's like 1840. Yeah, nobody cared about Italy then. We were over here. <laughs> That's how my bias history went. It was like, ah, oh, you're well, once you went to America, it became America. Yeah, yeah, Italy stopped existing after the Colosseum, after after uh, Leonardo da Vinci. Actually, maybe I don't, I don't even know. Here's, here's how here's how little I know about history. I don't even know if Leonardo da Vinci was actually in Italy at the time of his like fame, because he was doing a lot of stuff. We're gonna do something. We're I'm gonna because I understand the value in history and, and how it helps people <laughs> with ADHD. I'll make sure if you don't know, I'll, I'll, I, I, I didn't know either, but I, I, when I went to school, I really gave it my all and I'm all right. And I definitely know Da Vinci Yeah, <laughs> was in Italy. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. He, he was uh, a Sistine, Renaissance painter. Is the Sistine in Chapel the... in Italy? Huh? Is the Sistine Chapel in Italy? Uh, yes, but he had no involvement with that. That was Michelangelo. And it's, what is it called again? Sistine Chapel? Okay, you didn't call it the Sixteen Chapel, so you're already doing good. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's similar to, uh, before, <laughs> I like, a lot of people, a lot of people who don't know stuff. That makes sense. They'll call yeah. it the Sixteen Chapel. And... It's the Sixteenth Chapel. Yeah, it's the one that I own because I was born on the 16th. Uh, you know, <laughs> I own shit. It's named 16. That's the rule. I, the world doesn't really conform to that ideology, but we're, right. we're making so. <laughs> hey, you know what I'm saying? White man problems. We... How do I take over the world in 2023? <laughs> It was Italy, so I'm picturing a guy in in Italy in like the 1800s, right? Yeah, probably like a beard, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm an artist," but no, he does. He speaks. He speaks Italian, probably. Yeah, and he's he's at the top. Of the, yeah, he, he like takes his cart to the top of the hill and does his does his thing, and then um, around midday he goes back down to the market and sells his work. That's what that's what Da Vinci did. I don't know if that's what Da Vinci genius, did. Genius, the genius that he was. Oh, he, da Vinci he was the cart. He didn't invent like fucking flying machines and stuff. How, and, how many? And, and start start breaking down science through his drawings. Like he he didn't. He was an idiot. How Probably. many? How many OC anime uh, commissions did Da Vinci get? <laughs> well. Probably quite a few. I'm actually not sure. You bring up a good point, Da Vinci. Um, I don't know how much worked for the church. Um, Michelangelo uh, did work for the church a lot. And we're talking about industry and business. So let's tie this all together. So a lot of these guys in that time period, this is exactly, you talk about things don't change. And this is why history is good. Yeah. There was two things happening in the Renaissance. The Renaissance was a time of the Catholic church was becoming very, very powerful. And no shade against the Catholic church. I've been involved with the Catholic church. And uh, the Pope at the time, his name was Rodrigo Borgia. And if anyone ever played Assassin's Creed, one of the Ezio yeah. ones, the second one, he's a villain in it. And yeah. the Borgias were notorious. They, they, were, they were really looking to seize power uh, for the Catholic Church. And the art glorified, all art was to be made, commissioned yeah. from the Catholic Church, and then to 
to show not only the church but the popes themselves yeah. in a kingly and spiritual light. So there was a lot of work if you wanted to quote unquote sell out. And then on the other side of it, there was these rich people and they were called the Medici and they started banks. And then yes. And so so the the Medici they they basically worked with the Catholic Church and started some early exploitation because capitalism started in like the 16th century formally through industrialization but beforehand a lot of our systems were bred out of the feudal system of Europe but also uh the church itself like had an impact with working with bankers to buy and sell concepts like indulgences you got caught screwing the neighbor you could pay your way out of it if your uncle was in purgatory the pope could pay to pray the cardinals to pray if you pay for such indulgences so they started to sell conceptual stuff and then the art the physical art was only to represent the church now the medici even though they worked with them they were rich motherfuckers and they go nah we like all the shit greek antiquity all that stuff is beautiful they collected it and that's why oh it God. exists when you see venus's botticelli that painting only exists, uh, Botticelli's Venus, the other way around, sorry. Yeah. The only way that painting exists is because in the bonfire of the vanities, when the church convinced a lot of these artists their stuff was vain and ungodly and burn it all, Botticelli burned all his shit, but the Medici owned that piece, and it exists today. So there were some really good things that the Medici were doing with art. Probably some good things the Catholics were doing, but they were ideologically starting to split, even though they were working together for the larger sense of what would become capitalism. And so when we look into our market, it's exactly what exists today. It's a hierarchy of who's going to pay me to do amounts of work? Is it going to be labor-based? Am I going to be special? Am I going to be a trendsetter? And we are people who are exposing ourselves to a magnitude of 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 cultures and art communities and we don't know what the fuck is going to work for us so we roll the dice a lot and this is where we are with That's... cons and that has been your art lesson retain as much as you can i can go over it anytime thank you <laughs> yeah so what i what i gathered from that though is that so much of that um... i know my art history no, See, you, I'm not you, you do you do know your art history <laughs> But what it also it. made me realize is that if the bourgeoisie was forcing people to only make art that was within the realm of being godly or heavenly or like, you know, really religiously correct, then yeah. if someone saw something that they had, they felt they had to paint, they had to sort of put a Christian spin on it or it wouldn't get seen. And I wonder yeah. how I wonder how many things in these paintings are like I I just saw a goddamn UFO and I need to paint that shit, but I need to make it look like Jesus, or it's not gonna get seen by anybody. <laughs> yeah. They didn't have My cameras. <laughs> Michelangelo, you talked about him in the Sistine Chapel. Well, he's the one who worked on the Sistine Chapel. Michelangelo, right? He was a sculptor. The, <laughs> the Pope, the Pope goes, "Hey, Mike, come on up, dude. We're uh, we're hey, gonna yo. we're gonna have." We're going to have a lot of sculpting for you. And he's like, fuck yeah, the church is going to make me do what I want. I'm excited. He got up there. They go, hey, dude, uh, maybe we'll wait on the sculpt sculpting. Look up there. You think you could paint that? Yeah. Fucking 
nine years, I think, on his back on scaffolding to paint this fucking thing. Yeah. Right. So he did all this shit. So hey, Mike, what are you what are you up to? Oh, I'm I'm still yeah. on my back on that goddamn like, like dude. Yeah. It's been five years. You're still working on that? Yeah, and paying me in bread. They pulled a fast one. Yeah, they, they flipped it around on him. Well, I actually, heard, ha- is this correct oh. that they actually paid him very well? I, I would have. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think he suffered. I think he did yeah. get paid and compensated. I mean, he worked nine years. That had to be quite a decent gig and uh even though he didn't like it but the thing was michelangelo left for a while and he came back when he was very old right and they hired him to paint what's called the last judgment and it's on the back wall so now that he's old he's like all right mike we're gonna have you up we gotta have you no sculpture this time but you're not on the ceiling you paint the wall we'll pay you a little more yeah and 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 then he was uh really vibing with like dante's inferno and that kind of view of it so the between Dante's Inferno and his art that really helped develop the look of hell. But what, what, um, so they were actually using things that weren't necessarily, they were using writer inspiration, other artists. So he was pulling from a, a man who was essentially outcast and exiled for his whole life, like this misfit there. So he had to paint the back of the, the wall, but he was being informed by other writers, not always the church. I mean, that's a, that's a man's perception of, hell he's writing and so da vinci is taking some creative liberties with his artistic friends that and this bishop or cardinal kept coming down and was like complete asshole to him all the time like you know like oh come on man like we've already told you you got to put more leaves on this penises man you draw way too many penises we know (laughs) we know you're we know your women are men and i don't know if you guys know this all those dudes were gay that's another thing that people don't talk about they got busted for sodomy. Like, they didn't like that back then. So, like, everybody got convicted of sodomy. Like, fucking Da Vinci was blasting dudes in the ass. Like, you know, these guys were just fucking, they were doing their thing. <laughs> Wait, and they sorry. Were... I, I disassociated for a minute. Who, what's happening with blasting? Yeah, I got him back on. There's ass I got blasting? him back on track. So, these guys, like, you know, these guys were gay, too. Like, Da Vinci and Michelangelo, right. like, these guys were gay guys and people think they don't they don't talk about that side of it and they work for the church and stuff so they have guys who are like gay guys working for the catholic church so that's a whole other social dynamic is talking about like where influence come from you're talking about like ufos and i'm talking about other writers but just the fact that they were gay and michelangelo's models all those women that women that he drew were just they were men they were sketched from men so they're strong they have stature to them but that being aside, you know, this Cardinal's like, Da Vinci, this, that, yeah, we know this. This guy's dick's out too much, cover it up. They always had a problem with him, like, too much dick, paint over D- David, his dick's out, cover this guy's dick. No, cover, so many. And he, he got so pissed off, these fucking guys in this dick. I'm so, being censored. Cardinal. I'm being censored. <laughs> yeah, so he goes, this fucking Cardinal, he's going to come by and run his mouth yeah. every day. I'm going to paint his ass in hell getting devoured by demons Fucking oh my god are you serious there, this god. happened that's you yeah and then the cardinal came by and he starts no i don't know bro is it well i mean I guess you talk to me every morning i'm well maybe yeah yeah, yeah maybe. Shit. i mean it's all artists always were like fuck you dude the system was trying to say let's you're, you're god your bank you're this do this do that and these guys were just so on their own. I mean, Da Vinci's like making flying machines and shit and fucking, you know, and then like, you know, ah, 
churches here. Let's put our clothes on and put this shit in the back. Let's, let's hide this science stuff. But he basically made the medical journals today with all those with all those an, an, anatomy drawings. The contribution to his ana, anatomical drawings was so instrumental at that time in figuring out science, which yeah. becomes Space Viking's friend and then negates. Da Vinci created the thing that negated the people that he worked for, essentially. He was yeah. a real artist. Yeah, that's... I mean, this is why they're real artists. It's not because they painted and made shit. It was because they challenged the time, and they were like, no, nah, dude, this doesn't work for me. I got to do this to make money, like a con, mm -hmm. but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to still fuck with the system and stir it up. It's in our that's, nature. That's a, Actually, that's a, great, that's a great segue into the next part of this, of like, when I go to conventions, I don't like to do what uh, most... What most people do at conventions is a lot of... A lot of fan art. There's a lot of like stuff related to other stuff, and I'm not poo-pooing that. I'm just saying that the way that I usually go to these things is I want to I want to promote the stuff that I'm creating, and I don't want my fan art to become the thing that I'm known for. Yeah. You know? So and I want to like try to break the mold, but I do see a lot of um, facial expressions that sort of warrant. Um, I guess the the expression could be described as "Why do I care about that?" Like why should why should why should this I care? Just reading the comments, you're looking at their faces. Oh of man! Of course, I'm looking at their faces when I say hi. <laughs> but there's also you there's know, still the expressions there though. Oh, you know, like it, it is uh, a generic market too, you know, like yeah. And uh, yeah, art history has been nuts, and and the market's <laughs> weird. And you were talking about like, well, you have to define well, what is your ability. Like, what are you selling? Yeah, are exactly. you an artist? Every or single. A Every single customer that comes to my table, I, I have to do a pitch. And that's what gets a little exhausting. If I had more fan art, I wouldn't have to. I would, like, they know. Like, they know the character. I don't need to do a pitch if, if there's a character there that they recognize. But if... But if they're... You're an artist, uh, right? Yeah. How can, how can you do that pitch with the booth itself, though, too? Like, well, I do, like, though. I, well, what I usually say is that um, hey guys, welcome, you know, how you doing? And they go, you know, you can look through everything, you know, look through the booklets, and then as they're looking, I usually will say, um, yeah, I do, I try to, I try to have a little bit of something for everyone. I do a lot of my own characters and scenes. It's all inspired by stuff that you might recognize. And then, like, they'll, by then, they're usually seeing a Halo inspired, inspired piece. In inspired, I like that. Ins inspired! Inspirational! That's, that's, that's rated, and that's a lot of words together. Okay, so here we go. Let's do something live in real time then. Yeah. Let's do let's uh, let's let's do Space Viking at the booth. You're at your table. Space Viking has a a book of his art, a couple books of his art. He has some stuff in the background. He has stickers. He has some so, some covers of things. He has lots of things out. So so I'm a guy drifting along. He has his so, colors yeah, and stuff. You're drifting me. along. So I'm. I'm sitting down, probably sketching. And I'm like, hey, I'm for, in a nice shirt. Probably sketching. Hey. It's like, oh, hey, I have, I don't know that shirt. That's a pretty nice shirt. Look no. at this nice shirt, bro. Bearded flannel dudes. What's up, brother? Bearded so that's what. I, so, so oh that's how I'd be. If, because, because I noticed that. In if, real, hey, if, cool shirt. What you doing? What's, what's, what's happening here? If all other names for the podcast fail, bearded flannel bros would be a really fun podcast name. <laughs> yeah, I bet, I bet it exists though ten times over. I yeah, because like being from that's, New England, like that's all that's all there is. This is this is what a lot of guys look like in my age group and your age group. <laughs> Welcome to bearded flannel bros. 
but beards are badass, man. And they work well when you age, you know? They they cover your face up. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so I come by here. Hey, cool, man. Nice shirt. What you what you got here, man? Well, it's just a lot, a lot of my own stuff. You know, feel free to look through the booklets. Uh, make yourself at home. I got a little bit of something for everyone here. So I pull up a chair and I just yeah, fucking you, lie down. If you, you know? have, if yeah. you have any, uh, if you have any questions about any of the artwork, let me know. A lot of the pieces come with a story because a lot of them are from my novel, and I have my own comic here that I produce. And I'll usually like hold that up and be like, "It's it's okay to look through this," because some people don't know if it's okay to touch. I'll be okay. like, you know, it's okay to look through this. They're like, oh yeah, yeah. Well, what's it about? Like they're opening it up, and it's only like it's only I think it's eight pages. My first one is eight pages. So like they're void already, sever? yeah, void sever. They're already looking through it, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's yeah. a that's a that's. Do you have one there? That's a uh, science fiction retelling of Alice in Wonderland. Madness in what space. Is oh, is that what? Okay. But you, I thought I told you that. <laughs> I, I know, thought, but like it, it's you not. Knew. It's not very on the nose. I don't. I don't like, like shit to be on the nose. That's the whole. That's the whole vibe. Go anyway. I had a couple around, but yeah, yeah. It, it it it'll pop up. I was read. I was actually reading it the other day. But yeah, so I don't know if you introduced who you were, but that's weird because we already know. Oh, and there's an ad I'm too the, running. I am the forty second Viking go. of space. <laughs> I came. Okay. I came from space. That's, that's where, like, that's where I might lose people. <laughs> Let me know when the ad's done so I can stop being ridiculous instead. <laughs> no, it's fine. I mean, uh, it's just fucking, okay, it's just yeah. progressive shit. Like, oh, fucking, who needs car insurance? <laughs> no, it's probably good to have. It gets cheaper, folks, when you get older. Uh, I know a lot of the young young males uh, in the uh, Twitch demographic here in the chat. You know they Look, get really hit with those. I'm gonna get really bills, close but... to the. I'm gonna I'm gonna get really close to the camera here. Right. Hold on. Is the ad over? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Renegade, no, you're. It's good. You actually inspired me to like immediately make a channel. I'm like, you know, what? he's right. I need a I need a separate channel. Thanks for joining us. We were just saying like, oh. hey, maybe Renegade will pop in. We'll say hey. Um. And we did, and to be fair, like, this is a different time slot, too, like... Yeah, it's a new time slot. MKO. So, I had to get really close to the camera for this, right? Stop. If you are a... If you are a a person who needs to buy a car, stop buying an impractical car, because you're going to get an impractical amount of cost to your insurance. Like, if if you have a car that is unnecessary... Then they are going to milk you for all your worth. <laughs> They're going to be like, yeah, "Oh, if you, you have the money to pay got... for it, like we don't." Then There's that too. Live yeah. your best self. Trash it in a month. I don't know. We live in a different planet than some. Well, there people. is that. Well, here's the thing. Like, I always, if I if I get a rental car, I usually will get a a impractical rental car and get the insurance because then, oh, as yeah. as the famous Jeremy Clarkson said from Top Gear, um, that car then becomes the fastest car in the world. <laughs> <laughs> because you, you, you got the insurance on it. <laughs> like, it's yeah. like, okay. And you I, get to be kind of a different person through the I, car for like a weekend or whatever. I, I did. Yes. I did get pulled over immediately. <laughs> like to be fair, I had a Mazda RX six, I think it was called. 
as a oh, uh, wow. as as a rental car once, and I'm like, this car is fun, and it it flew like it was like being on a cloud. So I was going like 90 down the highway, and it didn't feel like it. I was like, I don't feel it. And then I, that's what I he said. Yeah. That's what he said to the. That's what he said to the officer. Dude, I rented this Mazda. You you wouldn't even believe it. I don't even feel 90. If you're saying I'm 90, that's fucking blowing my mind. I'll reel it in. I'll reel it in though for you. Just for you, cop who's 22 years old and was, wasn't was born when I was fucking raising hell, and now you want to pull me over like I'm the bad guy. Dude, I've been there, done that, motherfucker. Okay. Anyway. That's a good idea. That's a good Hold idea, Renegade. Get a motorbike and a car and use the motorbike when you don't plan on buying anything big. Yeah, Clarkson was awesome. I uh yeah motorbike I I, I want to get like a little a little okay. thing I can drive oh. around we have a a little guy a guy in a town like this this kid this kid who's go, you gotta see it dude he's going I figured him out I figured him out he's going to the prep school you know the fancy oh. prep school down the road and he's got a little motorbike then he drives down to the market <laughs> when the when the public school gets out and he's trying to be cool with the girls he looks like Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell and this little hey what's going on kids like man. Thank you. No. I hate kids with money. No, no. stop. Okay. Side Hold tangent. On. Inky, you're fine. He didn't change your litter box. I heard in this point. She's literally eating my no hand. One. Dishonor. That's you <laughs> dishonored your cat. Dishonor. Dishonor. You must always honor, and they understand that honor. I went to Bagel the other day. Go, litter box I mean, is I know, fine. I, I go, I know you don't understand what I'm saying, but I'm going to be genuine with you, with you right now. When you came into the window and you gave me that little mew, today you were like my baby again my son i love you and i held him and he purred and he we he knew what i meant i respect him thank you we can play with this we can play with this right here and he's like daddy can you change my litter box no i'm gonna i'm gonna not do it I'm literally while... in a podcast right now yeah i'm not gonna do it like in the beginning i'm gonna do it i'm gonna wait the whole day Play with this. Yeah, see, you don't don't bite my hand. You bite this. See, now he's playing with the cat. If he would have changed the litter box earlier, Inky wouldn't be, like, still... Well, she's she's bored. I gotta... Hey, bud. Yeah. Look, bud. So... It's, 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 it's not up to respect level. You're up... So before, before the ad break... Mm -hmm. Before the ad break, we were talking about, you're at my table at a comic convention... Yeah, and, we're doing and, a little and, role play. I came by, and I'm selling Whoop. stuff to you. We we got the same shirt on, and you're like, "Hey, nice shirt." <laughs> yeah, let's start. Let's start over. Hey, what's going on? What's happening? Hey, nice shirt, dude. I threw you off. Nice shirt. You did. You did, what? Huh? Oh, hi. Yes, hi. Yes, welcome. <laughs> dude, do look through the art. You want? You want to start over again? <laughs> hey, look, piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, like I'm a stranger. <laughs> what kind of bullshit is this? Uh, I've, yeah. I've gone to full Nobody chaos. Ever does that. Full chaos mode. What kind of shit you, is this? Hey, just, so the you, one, draw, the, you draw all this yourself, dude? I was just about to do that. Yeah, you the draw one, this yourself? The one we get that's so annoying all the time is like, you, you draw all this? But like, but to be fair, I, I've to since fair, learned... It's a weird thing to say, and I've said that to people too. Yeah, I've since... I've since realized that some people are selling art for a company at the booth. Yes. Or they're yeah, or true. they're like the significant other of the artist and the artist went to eat something. So it's a valid question, but we, we hear it so often that it's become like a um like almost like an inside joke among people who vend at these conventions of like, hey, hey, you yeah. draw this? Like I'll I'll walk up to my buddy Je my buddy Jesse's table and be like, hey. Draw all this. Make all this yourself. <laughs> and, he's, and he's like, 
Shut up. <laughs> He's like looking at me like, stop it. <laughs> so, so yeah, role play. So you said, hey, nice shirt. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I got, got I just it. I got the... really confused, dude. You got the inky cam on, and I saw yeah. the shirt in the inky cam. Yeah. And I go, how does he have a different view of my shirt from a different camera? <laughs> Do I have two cameras on? Oh, no, that's him. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> that's him. That's great. That's, I'm so confused. Okay. Yeah. So. You're at, you're at my table and I'm and you're like nice shirt and I, and I nice go, oh, shirt, dude. Oh, yeah. oh yeah I got it at Walmart special. Yeah I think, yeah, at, I think uh... so too. <laughs> how are you how are you enjoying the con so far? You see that's that's a good thing to say. That's, that's what I say one. to people. You enjoy yeah. the con, you, you make an experience. You yeah. represent the macro. Sometimes yeah. you want to take it away from your table and just have yeah. light conversation. Because it is a lot, and your table is going to be a lot, I found, anyone's table, when you walk over to it, because we're so used to things, but it's a lot of stuff, a lot of color, a lot of content. So if you can kind of calm people down and, and, and reel them in and kind of set yeah. them in sections, I always think. So it's good to either have a little small talk, just to be like a person, or but you definitely want to say, like, if as far as if you're branding the Space yeah. Viking 42... Because you did have some kind of like weird clunky thing you said at the con where someone's like, where's the Viking? Yeah, no, I went out, I went to, I had to go get food or to the bathroom or something. And uh, my friend Margaret was watching the table for me. And this guy comes up and he says, oh, I see, I see a lot of space stuff, but, but where's the Viking? And Margaret didn't know what to say. So she said, oh, and I was just walking up at that time. And, and she said, oh, here he is. He, this is the Viking. And I'm like, oh, nice save. And but in my mind, I'm thinking, that's right. I haven't done a lot of Viking art lately, and I don't yeah. have any. I've I haven't done Viking art in so long that I didn't have any new prints in my my most recent like style and skill level uh, display. So like right now, it's just space forty two. What happened instead what of happened space there? Viking forty two? What happened there is I haven't reconnected with my ancestors in a while, and I need to I need to have some meditation sessions. And be like, you know what? I need that imagery to start flowing again. It's there. Yeah. It's there, definitely. I started blasting the Who and like Danheim and, and, uh, what's it's a Scald is another band that does like Viking sounding music. Well, we don't know. We, they didn't write anything down. So we don't know how it actually sounded. Kind of tri tribal inspired. Yeah. yeah Danheim. Traditional. Or traditional yeah. instruments, instruments and things. Danheim yeah, is a... like the closest I've heard to sounding like like what I imagine it would be. Like that that fe that gets the right feel in my mind. But we don't know. So we're getting off track again. Yeah, no, the, no, the, no, the, no, the, no, it's, the, it's the, fine. Yeah, we don't necessarily need to do the role play again. But it was the uh, yeah that that was awkward. That my brand is very Viking, right? Imagine a sci-fi yeah. Viking hauling a large alien head that Renegade. recently killed. Exactly. Let's actually sure. let's let's go Good. to the um the Rise and Mind share screen here. And there is some stuff I'm working on that I need to make actual prints of, you know. That is uh incredibly important for there you are. Yeah. Um, now this is an important exercise because, like, it is very easy in a marketable setting to lose sight when you're in 
in this what I would call macro space, a larger space yeah. that is changing the rules. It's created a community that is either beneficial or not beneficial, depending on your placement and involvement, perception, all the things around the con. You will make it work or not work. Uh, but yeah, you have to make it work for you and your branding. And uh, the con experience can be distracting. It can make you want to do other things that you think other people might be doing to to float the cost. Because we are also, as people, not only being artists, we're, we're investing in our careers. Exactly. Spending good amounts of money sometimes, depending on the con, the the travel, the hotel, whatever situation you work out. Um, it isn't common for me to make quite a chunk of money. You know, I could make, I I could make five thousand, five hundred, $1,000 or something like that. And that seems like a lot of money, but a lot of times that won't cover even like the overhead. Exactly. And you can play the game. That's, like, where, you know, you that's can, where we're at. You can team up, you can team up, get rooms with people. Mm -hmm. And uh, and there's also things that like we can talk. We'll talk about with the con that they can do to make it work for us as far as things like accommodations. So I have, for instance, this guy that I haven't done prints of yet. That Renegade Bundy's. Yeah, that's the Space Viking. Exactly, MK. Yeah, like I keep like thinking, oh, it's there because people can look at my website and stuff. But it's not. No, the, it, but it's not. It wasn't represented on the table. Like I wasn't putting my, putting my best foot forward. Like this is a space Viking right here. This is like my representation of what that actually is. And then um, we have like variations of that through the space Viking comic that I'm working on. These are the characters. And then we have like the the um, the feel of what it what what the words space Viking actually mean is like. You know, uh, it's essentially space pirate, mm -hmm. and we have like the new T-shirt designs. Like this is the newest T-shirt design. <laughs> you know, like that stuff's going to be at the table eventually, but until like they exist, yeah. Then it's, it's not. Your shit to it's getting your shit together and yeah. and like doing it and making that list in your branding of like this this t-shirt design as well do you want you're thinking you're thinking t-shirts i mean maybe stickers and hats too like just usable art like the the yeah. most because my art is more fine art based like you have a lot of landscapes some character work like back to like people coming up to the table right they're seeing, oh, I don't have wall space is one thing that goes through people's minds. Like, they usually will say, I don't have wall space for this. So, like, that's why I thought, oh, I need mugs, T-shirts, pins, you know, stuff that yep. they can either wear or use. Like, I need, I need a branded flamethrower. I don't know, like, anything like they can use. <laughs> like, I, and stickers are great. I just came out with this sticker. Oh, I don't know if they can hear me. My video's not up. Let's make sure. It they can, can, they can uh, hear you. Okay, uh, good. Your video. Yeah, I got one of those. Properties. Oh, yeah, that's why your video is not up because I switched to the other thing. Yeah, I know. It's fine. I just yeah. want to make sure the audio is coming through. Now you exist. 
They can they can only handle one shirt at a time. Oh Jesus Christ! I'm like a fucking Sega CD. You messed up the mission, brother. You're fired. <laughs> oh my God, that's a blast of the great. past. So the Command and Conquer series of games, they would have like a, a screen in the top right corner that would pop up, and it'd be like, Commander, they're attacking the forward the forward operating base. <laughs> Such a flashback with your face. Those, those games were so uber masculine, shaming. Like throughout the entire nineties, I played like FMV, and it was like, over here, dog shit. You didn't get amount to shit. You fucked up, you asshole. I mean, they meant it's it's how they pretty much oh, talk. That to seems you. cool, renegade. Yeah, and then they'd be like, they'd be like, oh yeah, you're doing pretty good, but um, you're gonna fuck it up. You know, they were real like. And I was like, oh, I guess that's how people talk to each other. Um, MK, to answer your question, MK asks, isn't a Viking just a Norse pirate or are they different? Because so a, a, a Viking is essentially a pirate with a strict code of ethics that were, well, in their language, decided by the gods. Like the gods sort of gave them like this, this virtuous sort of code of ethics. So like they, they weren't raiding and pillaging because they just wanted to kill shit. They were raiding and pillaging because they felt like they had to because they didn't have any farmland. That was the initial, like, original reason why the raids became their primary, well, a couple of the clans, it's not every clan, a couple of the clans became uh, reliant on raids as their primary economic source because the farmland yes. just wasn't there. Like, they couldn't farm at all. We'll go back to the chat screen here. This kind of, I kind of, I feel like I explained that well enough. And we, uh... Like the so a space Viking would essentially be someone who has been reduced to having to raid as their primary source of income, but still keeping a strict code of ethics. Um, but in space, they have no land, <laughs> so it's not it wouldn't be a space pirate, it'd be a space Viking. And Viking was used as a derogatory term, like the Vikings didn't call themselves Vikings, and it was actually Viking, Vikinger is the actual like pronunciation. There's like an R at the end of the original word, but no vowel before oh. the R. They put the E, the hard ER on it. That's when you know it's not good. Yeah, and it was always, uh, it was the Saxons, I think, was the first. Don't quote me on this. I don't actually, I'm not like an expert in this. Oh, those it was, fucking uh, Anglo-Saxons? Yeah, I think it was the, the Saxons, the Anglo-Saxons were the um, pre- well, I think they were Christian, but they were like Christian Vikings when it comes to like their culture. Like they were very tribal and nomadic at the same time as being more Christian than pagan. Okay, so here's what you got to do. I figured it out. Take this information that you know, that you connect with. Yeah. And really study the shit out of it. At least study a little bit. Oh, you're talking maybe... about, you're talking about um, leaning into your niche. Yeah understand yeah. everything you know a lot about space and you tell me stuff all the time and you know things about vikings and I know, so i know i know like approximate things about vikings because i i don't well let me finish your thought before i go on another another tangent okay yeah finish your thought first i don't want to derail oh, you so just basically this is it so when you're talking about branding okay yeah you want to represent space viking now space viking is you it is your art it is your interest it is your family it is the knowledge in your head it's it's a bunch of things right now that we right. can define make it tighter and tighter and tighter 
to where people want to hear about Vikings. Vikings are an IP. Space is an IP. They're not branded by Walt Disney right now because it's too untangible, <laughs> too big. Yeah. But now you use those brands. Those brands are sellable because what? People like space and they like Vikings. So it's really simple. So the more you know about that, you're going to appeal to the audience. You're going to be able to have cool conversations with people about space and Vikings. Other people hear it. They'll come over and it'll become a community that likes to talk about these things. Now, how do you roll you, your art, and everything into that so that it, it comes out naturally? Do you dress as the space Viking? I want to. Are you? That's are actually you the character. I do love. I have a costume forming. Actually, that's funny. I do have a space Viking costume that I've been putting together. See, so you know, then it's like now you're the space Viking. But then it's like the oh, this is the art of this, and how does that connect? How do you feel that connects to you? And being able to just tell people like, what's the point? Like, oh, and I know there's interesting. a point. I know so, you more. But get to that point quicker, and people will be like, oh, this is cool. It's like his family. Oh, he likes this stuff. Oh, it's this. Yeah. And, yeah, it's contemporary. And it's like, how do we take something that was old and derogatory, like Vikings and science, and actually put them together and make them something that's good or, or, or tells a message for 2023 that people yeah. give a shit about? Like, what's going on in 2023 that is in the minds of people? What do they love? What do they hate? And how does Vikings in space tie into that yeah. and how how are you going to how are you going to change their world either for the Man. well for the better it's either going to make them feel good or bad about that based on your writing and fuel their narrative Renegade that's perfect actually Renegade just touched on on a, a an important story aspect of the Space Viking comic that they yeah. see and all of your questions also brought up a lot of like I need to start talking more about this comic that I'm working on and actually produce something to have on the table too for people to, to sort of connect Isn't to with people. Isn't that a fucking idea, dude? Yeah, so and like when it comes to the brand, like I I explain it in my uh in my intro here too on Twitch where there was a there was an art stream where someone asked me like what is a space viking and I said originally I thought the word viking meant journey. And it turns out it, that's not the actual truth. But for a long time, that was my that was the culture I was building. So the whole idea is that the four, the number forty two means the universe, life, and everything from a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So it always meant um, I'm on a galactic journey to discover the universe, life, and everything. And and be be conscious too, because you are referencing Douglas Adams exactly. Um, okay. And, 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 and so you're referencing Douglas Adams. So like you're yeah. saying, I read and I know about Douglas Adams. Yes. So like, that's part of your brand too. And then how do, how do you reference him? Like we're that's talking about point. different IPs and stuff. Like what was the art that was done in the early Hitchhiker series? Who was the artist who worked on those books and how do you study their work and then respect and pay homage to what they did? And tie it in even tighter. Now, you know do you? Saying? So these questions you're asking me, um, have you asked yourself them as well? Like, I want to. I don't want to just talk about my brand this whole time. Yes. Like, uh, what are you building with the Dreamers Arcade? Is is incredible. Like, you have a an entire world built. But it's still wrong. Like, oh, it still in, feels in, wrong. 
No, and I want to point out that there are, yeah. are parts that don't work, and a lot of that is the same thing that you're going through. The Dreamers Arcade, like right now we're online, we can we see arcade cabinets, and I've had a channel. There's certain things, wow. you've seen the paintings, you know there's graphic novels coming. You know more about me, so you're more invested. We've done stuff together. So there's a certain bias to it, and you're excited about it. I got you excited about it. So this is, uh, but, here's, but here's when his I run page, guys, if you want to check them out. Oh, thanks. You mean but, API error? It doesn't. It doesn't matter. There's a lot of asses. If you guys want to see asses, that's that's what I that's what I did for a month. Uh, I drew some butts, and uh, uh, but yeah, there's art, and uh, there's a lot that's going to go with it. But I had to be like, how does it work across the board? Yeah. How does it work in uh, the metaverse, Twitch, whatever website experience? I yeah. want to create a website experience that's interactive like a game if it's inspired from games shouldn't it work together things like that but now speaking of cons yeah we all we all have had these epiphanies at the last con a lot of us are coming into it and as a community because we've we sit around and we go to dinner together and stuff and we have a small little macro of vendors in a larger system we're starting to talk and and uh, have concerns and some people know how to work this work the the specific event and some Where, people are having like i get troubles i get cynical about it but at the end of the day um everything you've spoken to me about it is is right that it it is essentially at its core a culture that you have to sort of play into or you're not going to get as much out of it as you as you would like when it comes to like it support it like it doesn't the way I'm doing it right now, it doesn't support my life as much as it could. And that's because I'm not playing the game. And in some ways, I get I get a little uh, rebellious. Like, no, I'm going to do it my way. <laughs> and and it, it's, it's an like art, sometimes it doesn't work, you know? Through and through, dude. Yeah. I don't look at other artists. I'm right. my own artist. They're so... The, uh. the ego, the ego that... And it's, a, it's, it's not in a yeah. bad place. It's a tiny uh, a bit of... Times. I don't like the ego. It's it's hard for me to call it ego because it's not like I think that my art is better because it's different. I think that it should be it should be exciting to people because it's different. But it's, it's Yeah, but, but you've thought about it for how long and how long have they thought about it? Exactly. Your specific your specific yeah. thing. So you I, have to present it and convince them in a in a in a snake oil salesman sort of way or yeah. a genuine sort of way that this is what they want and there's yeah and that's a different that's a different thing because that's working as a business and money when we saw the success of one of our friends recently you know why he has success at, at these cons it's because he goes to the con and he understands its work yeah he actually goes there and works i never saw anybody like we go and set up shit and stand around and go Hey, dude, this is my stuff I made, and I'm gonna make more stuff, but it's not done yet. Jesse's like, <laughs> yeah. So Jesse Lundberg, he's of literally Lund there, like working all day, like a Lundberg. person at a job, not on smoke break. Like, yeah, let's hang out. You know, he's he's at the table with his yeah. fucking head we buried. Can't, we can't talk about him and not not push his shit. Here's Lundberg graphics, awesome guy, really great. He's actually the reason I I'm even in cons. He's the reason I met CP in the first place too. Yeah. That's a weird story in itself. We'll go over sometime. <laughs> meeting at IRL and then like spending time offline and then meeting again. And now we're 
I'm not gonna say we're better friends than than, than me and like Je- Jesse. I just know you more than Jesse now, so it's weird. Like it's, you and I are more intimate. I guess so. I'd be intimate with Jesse if you were here in the chat. We could be intimate with Jesse. I just well, meant like what, he's on a WhatsApp I mean, anyway. During, he just well, come over to Twitch, man. We were hung. The best way to put it is. Um, during COVID, I was separated from Jesse and Margaret because they, okay, so, because so they, we'll because, the because then. they, um, well, it's, it's, it's a great story because they had to, they had to quarantine. They had a, they had a child and they're not very online. They're not an online per- person. They don't like to like spend time sitting at a computer to interact with people. They're, they're so blessed. And, and me and CP are very computer Center centered people. Uh, Renegade, oh, yeah. I am I am reading everything you say, but because of the podcast format, um, the topics are going to expand. I love your ideas. I am actually going to save what you're saying here because this is that's brilliant. Yeah, um, and, and a lot of times we kind of recap ideas in yeah. the in the low points and transitions in the segments. So yeah, feel free. Yeah, uh, but yeah, you, channel, so so with this story uh the 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 our artist friends uh so jesse lundberg a great artist lundberg graphics he he his wife and uh child you know they they live they live near you and uh they had a game night and uh it was right before the pandemic um and i I met this guy and this was just a, a fucking dude who palled around with me and had a vibe and uh goofed and we were saying weird shit. I don't know what it was, but it was like we were just hanging and we we, we knew what it was. This is before I knew I had ADHD and this guy. And we I, I figured it out now. Like we we're probably meandering in a certain way of like how do we navigate this party? Oh here's a person maybe navigating it the same way. I don't know, but yeah. we got along and I was like, Yeah, I like this guy. And then we uh the pandemic blew up. Okay. So then what happened with the Lumbergs? They they wouldn't it, hang out with you? It exploded. They um like they they were quarantining just because they, they have a they had a lot of family. They just they have their, their daughter and um they were very young you know, at the time, I would yeah. imagine. And yeah. they uh they were trying to be very careful. So we just didn't interact much. Like there were phone calls, of course, and there were you know the occasional video call, but they weren't on Twitch. And I yeah. had, I had just been told that CP sketch of Dreamers Arcade was doing their their Twitch channel. So every almost every time that that CP was streaming, I would have the stream just on, just to like keep yeah. from keep from going insane. Like have have people to hang out with, so to speak, even though we were all stuck inside. And then that actually got the fire under me to get my stream like going more to see them doing it. I'm like, yes, this is awesome. I want to I want to do more of this. And then. At some point during my streaming career, um, we started to do like some co-streams here and there, and it just became like a much like that's why I use the word intimate because we like it's all words and our thoughts and like going into each other's brains, you know, instead of being distracted by like if you go out to the movies with someone, you're not going to really get to know that person. Yeah, because you're watching the movie. If you if you hang out in a, at a game a game day with like a ton of people, you're not going to get to know the individual people. Yeah, like we became close friends because of Twitch. And then when we then a couple years later, we all got back together again for the conventions and 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 artist retreats and things. Yep. And it's been weird because I know Space Vikings so much more now 
than I know because I didn't meet Jesse too much before. I met him through the cons too, but yeah. I'd known him for a little while. And uh, you appeared on the scene, and I didn't even really talk to you because I was like, yeah, uh, but I didn't know who you were. And then I remember seeing you at this this party, and I was like, ah, yeah, I remember he's he's doing stuff too, and uh, he's doing yeah, the things. We, we bonded through this experience, and now we do a podcast together. And yeah, you know, um, not the same so shirt. We, on a, the, the, the same shirt, you know, shirt, it, 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 the shirt it, was accidental. It's so funny. My mom actually bought this shirt for me to give to my girlfriend, and then really? and then I was like, actually, I like the shirt, and she didn't, and I'm like, I guess I'll keep the shirt, and then I brought it to uh, the artist retreat, and you were wearing that shirt, and I'm like, hey. <laughs> Hey there. <laughs> nice nice shirt, buddy. <laughs> I really love um orange, the subdued oranges and uh even the bright ones. Uh but yeah, I I picked it off the rack. It was this was a choice <laughs> for me. I was like, yeah, I could rock that. So um guys, definitely check out Lundberg Graphics. He's actually getting his break into uh like the the the, the full-blown comic scene. Um, like he's done work for Alterna Comics. Uh, he just did a um, Archie horror series variant cover. He did work for Granite State Punk. He did work for um, what's that one? Uh, oh, that's another Alterna cover. He did a um, anthology cover for Alterna Comics as well. Uh, and he did a variant cover for the comic Iron Face. Like he's he's getting he's getting his his feet into the world of full blown comics, and that happened very recently. So we're all like very like rooting for him. Yeah, he recently. Um, so here's a big push. Um, Lumber became self employed. Like he he yeah. was working through other companies, and and he's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it, and. Uh, like we said, he has a family and uh, a house and a uh, daughter. So yeah, there's there's some push when he probably goes to these events to really make it like work because got the motivation. It is. There's there's he can't fall back. Like you're still working a job. Yeah. I still I have recently become self-employed as well during the same year, um, but I use primarily my trade skills previous to do work that can afford me to do art stuff too. Like I took a loss at this con, but I worked enough to like balance that out. And since I'm self-employed, my taxes are a mess, but I can kind of write that stuff off while making money. I want to transition fully into the arcade stuff. So if I want to do that, I'm going to have to work a lot, a lot harder. Um, and that's what I've seen through Jesse, not only working at the con, but working with the specific events that he has put in, uh, whether they utilize his abilities or not, he figures out a way to work with um, the, the the people, the what the people want, the guests that are there. He's creating a whole experience. Yeah, if there's a, tying it together. If there's a guest for a particular IP at the convention, um, he will do the art that sort of pertains to that intellectual property and make it 
make like the people will be like, oh, I'm here to see this celebrity and then walk by his table and he's got and he's got stuff already like pertaining to that person. And I'm like, that's a brilliant way to do it. And like, I have trouble with with doing that myself. Because a lot of the times it's they get a lot of guests that are from like horror movies and the horror genre. And that's not something that I usually, you know, connect with. I don't connect to the horror yeah. genre very much. So it's hard for me to do fan art that I don't care about. Like I want to do my big plan is to do a Metroid. I want to do a, um, a super another Super Mario one or like update the Super Mario one I have. Um, I, I've always loved Legend of Zelda. I want to do that. These are all game ones, but I also love sci-fi. So just just, like just Alien. pick one. Just pick one, dude. Pick one and do it this month. month and then yeah. you have it. Yeah. Just you got, you got what, two weeks left of it? Do one of those this month. Do And then, then say, I'm going to start the next one next month and see. And then maybe you'll get two done. But that's... just schedule them and write them down. Put them on the wall. Like It, it is an important and it's a good idea. Just have to make sure like it's there. And I I have a big problem with that as well. I have a lot of ideas, and they're they're it's so frustrating because they're in your head and they're not on the yeah. wall. And then you have to explain a wall that's not there and what's coming. You're hyping, you're kickstarting your project over here, you know, <laughs> in real time, in a real space that you've paid for. Yeah. See how it doesn't like kind of work, like it. It, the markets, like the way that we handle things, like that would work if you were like kickstarting a product, if you're pitching an idea, and maybe that works. Maybe you take that format and it moves over to a kickstart these ideas. Do you want to see these ideas? And then you actually have a reason to do that. Um, but then the other stuff, it um, it has to exist in physical space, whether it's through your dress, through your imagery, and then how you section it off to guide people through it and you're doing really good with the with the navigation of the table and the layout and i love like what i've got see i get stuff from all of you like and i i i respect a lot of stuff that my fellow artists do and one thing you and jesse do is you have you have archived printed stuff like in a book that you can easily look through that feels like i can touch it and look through it because it's just in a book that's laid out on the table yeah. and then my shit's all like hand done in bins and it's you know it if, if it was cleaner and laid out and i could stand in front of it and go through things with someone it, it's so much easier and i can't even see what they're looking at half the time because painting's facing this way yeah it's yeah but not to go on a super tangent about that but it's like a lot of it is we have the ideas, we get distracted by certain other ideas of what the con represents, should we do stuff that's for it, but yeah, yeah, you you should, but you should also do the stuff that's specific to your brand, and if you're doing stuff for the con, how do you make the Terrifier Clown a space Viking? You Question. spin it. Yeah, you could, I could, it. well, yeah, maybe. The terrifier Clown. So, so oh, saying? Good, spin good, it. Good like morning, KJ. Your art style, but Um, you could spin it. That's. I just hate clowns. I hate the aesthetic. I know. You, <laughs> I'm okay, sorry. Hate, that's that's like you, that's like I couldn't. I like the more I visualize it, I'm like, oh, clowns. It's just so like, here's the they're, thing. they're not scary. They're not scary to me. And like when they try to be funny, they're not funny to me. <laughs> they feel so unnecessary. 
<laughs> I hated clowns too as a kid. I, I always thought there was something sus about them. I used to say that when I was in the eighties. I was yeah, yeah, we used that word. So there was sus clowns. But uh, our boy Stephen King invented really the spooky clown as a metaphor for fear, which I really respond to in the writing, and it aligns a lot with mine. So I'm talking about you, Douglas Adams. I'm using Stephen King. I'm using a main person, and I'm trying to align that stuff not necessarily horror but the themes of being blind in small towns in a similar main experience that i also feel stephen king has experienced and is representing through his fantastic writing so the the idea that spooky clown is centric to this area but i think uh i liked it when it became spooky because that's what i thought it was i go now you're being who you really are you dark son of a bitch you can't hide behind that mask yeah and so and then I realize I'm a joker and a performer and stuff. And I'm like, and I love the joker. And I'm like, dude, you are all about fucking killer clowns. I'm not like hanging out at the gathering going, woo, woo, with the ICP fans. I never got into that. Why I like rap music and I like clown, killer clowns and I haven't put those together. But um, yeah, it didn't quite work out. So not all branding is going to work. Uh, maybe it's, uh, I won't even go there. Anyway. Anyway, but you know, it's it's you don't have to like do the tariff, like it could yeah. be anything. I know what you any mean. Guess, I know what you're any getting guess, at. Like, uh, Stephen A. Ag was wasn't he from Guardians of the Galaxy? You could have done like a him Guardians of the Galaxy with the space Viking hybrid, like, or fighting your character and been like, hey, dude, I put you in my world, and then like, yeah. here you go, and you know, and then there's something to that, yeah. Because Steve so, and all these people are just, they're just creators. They're just creators on an older, more established level. They, they're in their 50s, a lot of these guys, 60 years old. They had a career. They worked with people. And so, yeah, they're, they're kind of up there as the, the guests. But they're essentially, like, they're part of our community. They've just, they should be an inspiration and respected, yeah. I think. And... I try to do that without being like they're just a commodity or a penned animal, you know, like people, you know, people put spins on it. Yeah. But, you know, respect them. I mean, it's not necessarily about horror. It's just they're remember, these people are all doing creative projects. They're writing their own worlds. Yeah. They're making their own art. Okay, Whether Jay. we like it or not, they're they're doing it. Right. AJ, we're talking about Cage, what's um, up? conventions and what it's like to sort of uh, adapt your brand to serve a wider audience. Um, that's yeah. what it sort who's, of evolved who's been into. To a convention? Like a First co- off, a, audience. A comic convention, it could be a trade show, because trade shows have the same sort of vibe, except you're usually there on behalf of a company if you go to a trade show. Um, and then the there's... Art a, could be an art show. And there's the tech shows, that's like PAX, that have a whole different vibe, I've heard. That are heavy on... Yeah, so you want to talk about shows like leaning a certain way imagine the people that vend at those i've never done a pax where it's like yeah. you're you're 100 pitted against EB like Games main Expo. brand ips versus a cult kind of art section like yeah. and is that is there enough of an audience for you as the that person probably because the numbers are huge probably to, to make it worth it yeah i don't know i never did it i never did that con 
I did too many games. It's a con out of oh, Russia and Pennsylvania, and it's dope. Uh, that's a big one I, I did. Uh, I tried to get into MAGFest, and then down here we do, like, the, the main comic and toy. And this was the last one we did. It was formerly Bangor, uh, but now they're branding as the whole blanket and you mentioned a point too um the the uh, facilitators are really trying to bridge communities together and one of the i think one of the interests of some of uh the one of the people that are running the show is specifically more horror leaning so it does lean but he saw particularly like maybe a connection between those audiences which there are in larger cons and he's trying to make something big is it not big enough to get everybody? Is it in a transition? Are the audiences coming together and not working? Vendors are starting to wonder where their position is. Is it Comic-Con, Horror Fest, yeah. uh, Oddity Show, Anime? Can it all be under one roof? Can everyone make enough money? How often do they run to support the economy? Major things. I do economic development stuff uh, with the city that I'm near, and I do the design committee and the art side, and it's all how it brings money in ebbs and flows and makes something grow. And so when you're running a community or a macro like that, they're on it. And uh, I don't know if it's all going to work because it it's, I mean, the world's always changing and it's a roll of the dice. It's 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 really yeah. difficult. But as merchants, if we feel unheard, which we have the ability to get together like we are now and other people and talk about specifically like what works and wasn't doesn't work. And people straight up have told me, like, if this doesn't work for me, I just want to know that I just want to know that I'm heard. Yeah, there's I mean, I, I was talking a lot. I was, I was like, I'm gonna... I, was, I, was, I was like, is there. There's a timer going and it's, it's got like more... two minutes left on oh, it. I don't yeah. know what segment we're on. There's a few things. We're about like... to we're about to get into um it it's going into the deep dive, but our subjects are actually gonna be kinda of all over the place today anyway. Yeah, we have, um, we've taken a couple weeks off because of the cons, yeah. so that's why we're re recapping. This might be a little it's a new day. We've never done it on a Saturday, wild format. You guys are here, it doesn't matter. We love it. we we love you and we're Thank having you fun. for the redeem. Oh a hydrate. Yeah, oh my goodness. Uh, what yeah, I got I got a little uh this is not piss in a bottle, I hope. No, I'm just kidding. Thank you for the hydrate. We're gonna we gotta get our uh, get our minds going. A posture check. I do need that. Stretch. Straighten your shirt. Oh, Ingvar Sentinel. The renegade yes, the renegade Bundy, the, the Viking clan that the main character is is we're part in, of is called, ad, so. is called the Ingvar. Yeah. No, yeah, this is a, a a seltzer, all nat all natural. Got an ad. We got an ad, buddy. It's uh, they're showing they're showing some. What is this a new Switch or a new Game Boy? I don't even give a fuck. Well, come on, games anytime, anywhere. Look into the screen. Well, I hope you guys are actually doing something in the background. Don't look at our faces for too long. You look into the <laughs> screen, man. It's like looking into a fucking crystal ball. CT, oh, I love. I don't have to be any. I love, don't have to be any fucking thing. I love how you do these ad breaks so the people who don't have to watch the ad. It's <laughs> so good. <laughs> this fucking thing, I don't even want that. Why are they even selling me that, right? My cat's looking at me now. I believe the hype, man. There'll you be a killing to be made in the mind. You'll either be a blade in the set, a blade in... Well, I fucking don't know. Rise in mind. Ingvar right. Sentinel. Dun -dun -dun. <laughs> um, yeah, Storm... I brought you to Storm of Iron, KJ. 
Do you know Storm of Iron? Yeah, he's 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 coming coming down. Flurries of iron are coming down this evening uh, on the front of Storm Iron Castle, and yeah, Storm's cool. My ad break was like ten seconds. Yeah, I know that was a quick one. Did you get like uh, what'd you get? Did you get like that stupid handheld? They've been targeting me so well. You know how well they're targeting me? They try to sell me a pen series. Like an actual that looks pen. Like a, a pen series because I'm trying yeah. to be like sophisticated and elegant. We're doing a whole redesign in this arcade. Stay tuned. Uh, it's gonna. It, we're we're get, we're 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 growing up here. And uh, the, the, there were these pens, and they looked like. Oh, we were talking about insurance earlier. <laughs> had a reset button, and you know what, dude? They were gray, and they had orange. And I'm like, stop! Stop, oh, dude! You know my colors now. You you hear me yep. saying word like this must be this is going to be sophisticated. Mid-century design. I say words like that all the time. It's just throwing fucking shit from Wayfair at me. Whatever happened to just the yeah the booty videos? Twitch Twitch YV. What? Yeah. What? Why are you doing that with the Dreamers Arcade? Because you, you're doing your you're talking about your your re your re rebrand your rebuild. I re you. So, so okay stoicism. So we'll, so so I'll I'll, I'll I'll tell you that real quick. Okay. This is this is the rebrand, and this is I'm gonna show you how this is fucking working in real time. There it is. And you're gonna go, you're gonna go, oh my fucking god! There's there's Dreamers Arcade, guys. Go follow Dreamers Arcade. Yeah, I might stream again someday. Follow when it's when this place is like pimping, and I'm in a smoking jacket. Follow their journey. Yeah, I have a uh, there's a the pretty lady too who uh, streams on the site sometimes, so. You know, at least for that. Anyway, oh, um, just for the pretty lady. <laughs> yeah, just, I don't know. Some I do a podcast myself. It's called uh, Pizza Cat Chat, um, and that's on Thursday at eight PM. So we do do that um, every week. So you can get that, and you can get this here. So you got two podcasts a week from me, and uh, maybe I'll come back and play some games again and do some art. Renegade, I'd suggest switching to OBS. But that's that's yeah. just me because OBS is like it, it provides a lot of control where Streamlabs kind of holds your hand. But if Streamlabs messes up, it messes up hard. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember which one Abso uses. I think she, uh, the the pretty lady on my channel does a lot of the tech stuff. Um, you know, I'm a man in between times. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot to be said about that, and you see that definitely represented in my life and in my image, and I always want to brand with that. But speaking with the branding, and speaking with the, we did the con. It is the time. Con, right? The con I ate shit at. Or the and deep dive. I Oh, we're in the deep dive. I just want to say, but I ate shit in the con, right? Just to finalize that. You fell? But I... Yeah, but I had to pay a lot of overhead in in uh, hotels and things, and it was fine because it was it was nice uh, as a as an experience for me as a person. I got to spend time with my friends. I got to do a lot of things. I do do the things that that our friend Jesse taught me. Like, look at this. This is a this is a hand drawn picture of uh, Zoe Deschanel here. And Stephen uh, Agee, he's a he's a funny big guy. He's like six six, giant man. 
Yeah. And here's him with purses all on him. And it's from the, the show New Girl, which is Abso's favorite show. And uh, he's outside Dave, and he's got all these purses that have been thrown out the window. He's like, I'm a pretty lady. And then here's here's his signature. I gifted him one, and then he signed this, and Abso met her first celebrity. And uh, so there are things every time. Like in the background, I have uh, blacklight paintings signed by uh, two of them there, signed by one of the actors from the original miniseries. And, uh, you know, and now he has one of my works. So there's there's things that you can get out of it as a nerd, a collector, as an artist. I mean, this is Abso's thing, but hey, you know, technically it's an investment too. This signature's worth more. This drawing, he owns this draw, a version of this drawing just like this. You know that. Uh, whether he sold it or not, at one point he does own this. And uh, and there, there are only two. And uh, there's there you go. So there's a certain rarity that comes and there's a certain way to play it. And uh and then going out with your friends and walking around cons with my buddy 32 is wonderful. I always I don't get to see you guys enough. I always love it when I get to see you. And I'm always sad when the weekend ends because my friends are gone. But then it's also a business. And as far as the business point of view, I lost money because I invested in the vacation aspect of it, staying in the, the nicer hotel. And uh, I could have teamed up and done a bed and breakfast and done things to cut corners. I could have slept in my fucking car. I mean, you you can do things to, like, save yourself money i could have drove home an hour i wasn't too far away it might have been worth it but anyways there's ways to separate the marketing experience from the con experience and that's something i'm thinking about and when i went there i realized i need to get rid of a lot of problematic stuff stuff that doesn't work stuff that could potentially break stuff that's hard to travel with so i got rid of a lot of stuff i gave stuff away to a contest and thanks you know space viking recommended me i didn't mind doing that because yeah. There's a certain amount, like, you have to move on and yeah. and not hang on to everything and think about what's going to work for you. So I want to rebuild things. I want to rebuild my shelving. And this is where I'm going, and I want to have products that are tighter and easier to travel with and brands specifically under the Dreamers Arcade because it's not just me. It's also Abso, and other people might get involved, too. So there's things that I, I realize they're not working, so I'm transitioning to that, but also I went to this other festival this past weekend with Space Viking, which was an art festival, and it's good sometimes just to go and attend because it's inspiring, and I had ideas where there was a, a, a funny enough, I went down to New Hampshire to this, uh, to this festival two and a half hours away, and I met more people from Maine <laughs> you yeah. know, than, than, than they were probably there from New Hampshire. Yep. Like, I, you know, so, so many people came down and even one of my former uh, town council people that I bought stools off of that are wonderful. But anyway, that's that's a different thing. But I learned a lot of cool stuff. Um, and there was a cart that someone had. They had a boat, and they were pulling this. Oh, yep, the boat. Oh, I love that one so much. And, and, dude, I saw that, and I go, shit. That's what you need to do. And finally, after all this time, I'm in this process of rebrand. I have a small place. I don't have a garage. I don't have any way to keep shit. I have a hard time. I just, we drive a mini SUV. Like it works. You pile it up. Yeah. But I, I've been thinking for a long time, I need to change things up. I don't have the, where do I store this stuff? How can I get involved in this? How can I do these outside events? I work with the downtown Alliance. How can I get involved in their events? I'm, I'm, I'm the design committee guy and I'm putting together art events. And a lot of times I can't even be on them because I don't even make it 
I, I don't even have the way in for myself. And I'm oh. making the fucking event, oh. dude. And I can't figure out where I belong in it. So I've obviously failed at my own setup and branding. And when I saw that cart, I go, if I built a Dreamers Arcade that I could pull around, that is a portable shed that I can keep my shit in. I can pull the cons. I could probably pull into cons yeah. in some of these bigger arenas. And I can do outside events. And if I'm doing an event downtown, I can just pull my card up impromptu and set up anywhere. And it sits in my driveway. And it has website branding. And I drive it around. Yep. And when I come down to New Hampshire, I take it, and it's a fucking arcade thing that everybody's seeing on the street. I thought about my sh- getting a, uh, a a giant camper van and making it so ship. making it so it actually like unfolds into my booth. And there's yeah. like stairs that people can like walk walk up, and then in, like it's in they're in the van technically, but it's, it's my booth now. <laughs> yes, and I think yeah. like, dude, if you did that, and then I did that, and maybe another person in the pirate ship, all of a sudden we can whip into a parking lot, and we've got a show. I feel Water, like unsanctioned. Yeah, like, like I we feel can like. Crash, uh... but... I feel like other other people setting up their tents would be so jealous because I just push a button and it's like whoop. Yes. <laughs> oh yes. man, and, just to figure out ship, the engineering. Dude, it's, a re- it's a retro ship that I can help you fucking build too, like because yep. I'm gonna be doing it. So like you easily could could ex- see how I do it. I'm gonna use these other guys. I'm gonna see how they did it. Because they live, they live where Abso grew up, so they're not that far away. And uh, I could probably just email and be like, "Hey, could I see how you built your cart?" And they'd probably be happy to show me. Yeah, they literally just bought a Home Depot trailer that's probably fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, it's a little bit of money, but that's a solid base with lights and everything. And I think they just built the sides with like two by fours. I'd want a little bit of a metal structure, but honestly, dude, you could start with something very small if you have a place be... you can sit it. At your mom's place or something. The framing for mine. Store All the framing for mine would have to be metal, but I want it to look like a Viking ship with sci-fi elements. Well, you could facade. You yeah. Think about it. You just got to make something that's stable, and then you facade it. You can build anything out of foam, and you know, make it all, make the whole interior foam. So, like, you know, you, you know, you, people aren't bashing their heads off, and your stuff's yeah. not getting all roughed up. Oh, like comfortable. But so that's what I'm saying. Like, if we have an experience, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, if I had that fucking cart, this thing, this Dreamers Arcade, at this show, and it was all branded right, it's a different thing. It's like, oh, my God. And then how do they navigate through it? How do I make things compartmentalized? How do I make people be able to, like, oh, this is overwhelming. How do I just stand here and look at this part of it? Yeah. How do I direct people with lights? Things like that. Yeah, that's a great idea. And it's something we don't get to do a lot and we're under the confines of a table. And I'm just saying like, I think the experience, the table, the the table does, uh, I feel too separated from the, from the craft by the table. So when I set up at festivals, sometimes I'll do an L shape and, and invite people in. I'll be like, come into my space. Yeah. Like, come into my, welcome to my humble shop. And I'll be in the corner. I'll set up a little painting area in the corner of the L shape so that they can watch me paint if they want to. That always helps as well. Guys, that is it for the Rise in Mind. Rise in Mind.